Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, we roll into hour number three. Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Have your calls at 800-919-3776 at Bart Han, Twitter and Instagram as well. If you are too shy to call in, but you want to be part of the conversation with us these days. And right now, though, is the part of the show where it's part of the week, too, where we really get into it with one of our favorite guests each week, and that is Rex Ryan. That's coming up momentarily. But first, Bart, and you know that this is also a favorite of Rex's. I love the power, power, power. So when I say to you it's hour number three, it's Barton Hummett, Rex Ryan on deck, what's that mean? It's the power, hour, 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 hour. That was pretty good. It's like a Johnny Carson kind of intro there. That was pretty good. Yeah, I'm working on my lung capacity. Hey. I'm in boxing. I'm back in boxing, man, because in case, you know, me and, me and Sexy Rexy go out to L.A., you know what I'm saying, I got to make sure I'm slim and trim, you know what I mean, because I'll be wearing less clothes. I'll tell you what, you're already getting to it, so let's get into the Power Hour, served up by Grand Marnier, made for those who live to step outside the box, who like to put a twist on the traditional and believe in a world that's not just good but grand. Rex, how you doing? Happy holidays and all that. All the best. Oh, same to you guys. I'm doing outstanding. Did you rotate on the beach when he's out there? Because uh, I don't want you to be like, you know, tan on the front side and, 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 then, and then bleach white on the back side. Did, That's did, the did, worst. Did you our, rotate? Our, our people, like, it's you have the white calves and then your shins are burned. It's the worst thing. It's not good. Uh, I'll tell you what, because I live out in the water. You know, I just go. Uh, I got the floaty thing out there. I, I usually put, like, a little uh, – I have a little uh, thing you blow up. You can put a case of beer out Ooh, there. Adult juice. Adult juice. With some like tunes. Yeah. I'm hanging out in the ocean the whole time. So, yeah, you know, I get the complete, I get the savage tan, if you will. <laughs> you know, so I'm part Native American, so I can get the, uh, you know, I, I tan pretty easy. Nice. See, I am too, and, and I found that when I was younger, I would get like a nice dark tan, but as I got older, I started to burn. I couldn't figure out why. Because I'm too. I also have yeah. Native American, and yet yeah, it, it's a weird thing. Looking like Mike Shanahan, looking like a boiled lobster. I start to cook. It's not good. It's bad. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I get I get pretty dark for some reason, and you know it's uh, you know it's the way to go. You just got to put on like that little like people put on sunblock. No, no that ain't me, dude. Give me nope. the. I put on that sun tan stuff. The so oil. I want like the. Yeah, and I don't go straight oil, but I'll go with like the eight, you know, or whatever. Because I'm there to get, you know, I want to get some sun, dude. I got to get that, you know, nothing, the nothing. vitamin D. You know, I want yes. that sun. Yeah. Nothing makes no, nothing makes people more mad than seeing that somebody clearly went and had fun while they're sitting at home and they and they looking nice and flush. Nothing makes them like, hey man, where you been? Like, you know, never mind, whatever. It bothers you, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> is there a possibility? So it's funny. We talked last Thursday, 
And then Thursday night's game happened, and I'm watching that game, and it's 42, 40, was it 42 nothing at the half? Nothing and right away, like, like Barnard texted, it's like, he gone, right? Like, 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 did he barely come out? Should he even come out for halftime? So they make the move the Chargers do, and they move on from not only the head coach, but also the GM. So they're going to start with a clean slate. And we talked about it Friday, and we had a lot of people say to us, I don't want to compromise you in any way, Rex, but we're going to talk about it in generalities because we had people that were Chargers fans calling into the show, and they were saying to us, oh, you're overrating the roster. They're, they're in cap hell. Like, it's really not that good. Joey Bosa is not the player he used to be. They got all kinds of problems. It's not a great job. And I've, I look at it, and I see all the stars they have, and, of course, the quarterback, and Bart and I both agree, that's a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. So just in your view – what would the char- What is the Chargers' job? Like, what do- what does that roster look like to you? What should it be? Oh, I think it's one of the, the one of the best rosters in the league. You know, let's not look. Joey Bosa, I get played like like you know dog stuff, but I wonder why. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, you really think that's the best Joey Bosa is can can play? I don't. You know, I think he's a better player than that. Um, I think I, it, it looks like a team that had zero confidence in their coach, which I can understand because I'd have zero confidence in them too. Um, so I think this team is, I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be an amazing job. And the, the team that I think, and I'll give you a good reason why the, the guy that's going to get that job, I don't even think it's a question. The guy that should get that job, now, I'm not saying he will, but the guy that should get that job, is in Detroit, that yeah. offensive coordinator. That's that Ben Johnson. And the reason I say that I think he's, it's going to happen is pretty obvious. And, and that is you have a guy that they played every single team in that division this year, right? So the, the Lions did. Yep. And by the way, they swept them. And they averaged 35 points a game doing it. Wow. So – I want to know about, like, obviously they're top five two years in a row in every offensive uh, statistical category. No team gets more out of their offense than that football team does, all right, than the uh, Detroit Lions yeah. do. And I want to see him. Jared Goff's a good quarterback. Right. Is there, does Jared Goff, is he, does he have the, uh, the, the talent that uh, Justin Herbert does? Hmm. I think what you'd be worried about, if that guy goes there, I think you're looking at a guy that's going to win – uh, multiple MVP uh, trophies. That's how good I think Justin Herbert is. I mean, and so, you know, I, that's why I think it's going to happen. I don't think there's another candidate. If if I'm yeah. if I'm the Chargers, I go get this Ray Agnew. That's the assistant GM with Detroit, and and I and I dial up this guy to be my my uh, head football coach. He's got he's only got two years NFL coordinating experience, but he's got a, a ton of NFL experience. And clearly, I don't think any – there's no question, nobody's done a better job than he has. Okay, Rex, so I agree with you in that standpoint, right? So we talk about comparing the rosters, right? When you look at the fact that um, Justin Herbert is an upgrade from, from, from Jared Goff, um, already nobody has scored more points outside of Patrick Mahomes and probably 
Justin Herbert will pass him this year in the last four years. The, the problem there is the fact that their defense has given up more points than anybody in the NFL over a five-year span. So you talk about bringing him out there, and the, the line is comparable because I think Slater is one of the best left tackles in all of football. Corey Lindsey is out there, made right. him the highest-paid center. So they have that, right? You have the run game, check, right? I know Keenan Allen's getting a little longer than the tooth, check. But it's still going to come down to you just named a great um, – candidate for for general manager named him as a great um, head coach and I agree with you but you know like I know right also teams like uh, the Chargers they want to get these guys that are first time head coaches because they don't spend a lot of money on their head coach they're a little bit cheap you know, just a little bit right but you it's still you're still leaving out the big the big what what if right because you can do all that and they they're accustomed to scoring points what they're not accustomed to is stopping people so that means they're going to need um, a smart um, handsome, tan, defensive coordinator, and somebody who can be the assistant head coach and somebody that can probably be the highest paid assistant in all of football probably needs to come with a already pre-made home like the guy in USC guy. So the home already needs to be paid for on the beach, of course. Of course, why not? On the beach. <laughs> needs to be on the beach. And it needs to come with a butler. So – um. Do you know any guys that would be in the market to probably make this defense the greatest defense in all of football, being that you're going to be playing with a lead and never – and also have two legitimate pass rushers? And the uh, – a guy – is it a guy out there that has a history of coaching great safeties? You know anybody like that? I, I, I really don't. Um, I really don't know too many, Bart. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's so funny because um, – you know, I, I, I'll say this. It's, uh, I mean, you never say never to something, but to me, it's, um, it would have to be an incredible situation to get me out of what I'm doing right now. And, and that's the truth. And, and so, uh, if it's, if it's not a perfect situation for me, then I ain't going. <laughs> that's as simple um, as that. And, so, so, you know, uh, maybe bringing, the legacy with you and adding him to the staff is that does that sound good? Is well, that's going to happen. I okay. mean, he's he's going to go anyway. Like he's going to go. Um, I, I'd be shocked if he's not going anywhere. I think his reputation is pretty good by itself anyway. I mean, okay. yeah, I'd love to coach with him, but so we got a sweet know, pot. Okay, so, so we got that see, check. Yeah. So we'll, we got, we'll see what happens. Maybe there'll be a bigger job out there than uh, than than just being a, uh, a coordinator. You never okay. know. Okay. Um, are you in the market for a handsome, loquacious linebacker coach that will make sure your linebackers come downhill, hit stick, and be smart in blitz and pass coverage? A little raw, never done it before, would, just coach at a that, small level. Would that, person, would that person be from Detroit? Yeah, the east side. Real strong. The east side. Right. Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, I, I'm definitely not interested in <laughs> Oh, he just floored you. Uh, <laughs> he knows the price is too high. Damn! I just know that if anybody That's ever right. poaches Bart, I get a finder's fee. I couldn't afford that guy. There's no <laughs> way. You know what's funny, uh, Rex? Yesterday, Mike Tannenbaum said the same thing. <laughs> yesterday, Tannenbaum said, "I already paid you enough. <laughs> pay you again." <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to get the band back. I was trying to get the band back together, man. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. But I mean, uh, that's funny. Look, we know that there's. 
what, what? So we know there's two because we got the Raiders job, but there's usually an average think, about think, six to seven jobs open per year, which is amazing. Atlanta's going to be true. Atlanta. Atlanta's going to be open. Arthur Smith seems like he's on his last days, right? C- Carolina's already open. Who knows? What happens? You know, Rex. What happens in New England? Because I know you've seen all the talk. Bill Belichick. Do you think this is it for him in New England? I think it's crazy if it is. Um, you know, but I, I mean, I can see where. Like, if they can get, like, a lot of compensation for Bill Belichick, then hell yeah, it makes sense. But if you can't, then you're not going to move on from the guy just to move on from him. I mean, he could still coach, you know. What what, but, what about – Well, some people argue that he's past his prime. Like, that, you know what I mean? Like well, he's, well, he's 71 years old. You talk well, about bringing in a new young quarterback, him developing. Right. Who knows if he'll be on for the 15 years that you're going to hope that you hit on a, on a generational talent. He won't be there for most of them, so you have to make a transition. So you want to have a young quarterback molded by somebody that's going to be able to grow with him the duration of his life expectancy in the NFL. Well, and that's exactly right. The other thing is, too, it, it's like, you know, yeah, he's he's not the coach he once was. Yeah, that's because that other guy's not the quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, okay, the game is not – it's funny how the game passes you by when you don't have Talent. that – Right. Once in a in a lifetime player, like this, is the best player in the history of our game, and it's amazing how oh he's not quite as good. Well, no kidding, he's mm-hmm. not quite as good. You don't have have arguably and not arguably the greatest player ever, and you know, I, and I don't care who you are, how good you are, it's just you know you, you don't have that player anymore. Yeah, and you're you, never going to have that player. Yeah, you can be a low percentage decision maker as far as your draft and free agency when you have a guy like that that's a force multiplier. But um, maybe at a smaller level, but a guy who lost a Hall of Famer who we had many battles with, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin. And it almost seems like maybe – you because know, we were there when when Brian Billick got fired, and it wasn't that he wasn't a good coach. It's that you know they felt that maybe the message had went cold, right? All the tricks, you heard all the stories and all that type of stuff. So you either get rid of the players – or you get rid of the coach because you need a new crop of players that never heard the stories before, or you need a new coach to inspire the young guys and bring some new energy. But it's reports that Mike Tomlin may, you know, they're, they're, they're making calls. You heard Ben said, we, we heard our very own Ryan Clark, you know, question his message. Uh, what do you think about that? And does sometimes like 10, 15 years at one place, it just gets stale and it's time for a fresh start like Andy Reid going out to Kansas City? Yeah, it's a fair point. Um, I remember talking with Brian, and that that was Billick's. Uh, I remember Brian would always say, it. he goes, hey, look, the shelf life of a coach is 10 years. Hmm. That And he believed, like, that was it, 10 years. He, he thought that by then, you know, the message is stale or whatever. So that, that that's fair. You know, that that's, uh, that's fair. But, you know, I can say this. If that if Mike Tomlin goes, he will absolutely break the bank if he goes. Everybody would be lined up to get him. You know, not the Chargers. They're going to get that guy I already talked about. Okay? But everybody else would be lined up, to, and he would absolutely break the bank. He can say thank you to everybody. <laughs> thank you for giving me. Uh, a contract that would make Sean Payton's look look small, because <laughs> I truly believe he would make that kind of money. 
You know, it's it's funny. There'd be good coaches that might get fired because he's available, right? Would you say that? Like, if you're yeah. a franchise and you have a good coach, you might say, "I'm moving on anyway for that guy." Well, I think you better make sure you have it in your pocket well, I mean, that this guy coming, and they call that tampering. So <laughs> that'll tamper the NFL. You better what? somehow the make guard sure <laughs> that he's available. Yeah. But is that the hardest thing? Like when you think about a guy like Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, and again, you guys had wars with them. You went to a championship game against them, so so you know it. You know him and his ability very well. Like, is that somebody that like when you talk about the shelf life of a coach? Is it really the coach in that situation there in Pittsburgh, or is it when you think about Pickens won't block because he doesn't want to get hurt? They've had other guys go through the chase. Claypool, they had to get him out of there. They've had so many issues with different players there that is it personnel or is it the coach and his message getting stale? What do you see happening in Pittsburgh? Well, I just think they are so outdated offensively. Hmm. Like that, this offense is almost impossible to watch. And it's been that way literally the whole season. So I, I think that's part of it. They, they you know – I mean, it's just like there, there's nothing to this offense, and I think it kills them. You know, I, I think that I think that's the biggest issue that this team has. And they have it's the skill this, position this players. Is absolutely awful. They have yeah, the personnel. On paper, they, they do, and on paper, that's what it looks like. But I just think that you know they've got to do something offensively, like whether Mike Thomas, the head coach, or somebody else. They have to do. They have. They have to do something, and you know they got to. They got to move on because it's it's absolutely brutal. And their quarterback looks like he can't play. You know <laughs> that's, that's something. Which one? Want. Which one? All three of them? Well, that's a problem. Great too. point. Mm-hmm. That, that's a, that's a great <laughs> point. They they all look like that, don't they? Um, so yeah, I I just think it's um, you know that that clearly is a situation that has to get better offensively. They're, I mean, they're, like I say, they're, they they make the Jets' offense look, like, tremendous. <laughs> Which is really difficult to do. We're talking about Rex Ryan, Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. I'm curious about what you feel about something. Michael Parsons has a podcast, as many players do, and they all, you know, he, he's always got something to say, commenting on different things. But one thing that he said recently, and Bart really hated this, and it, it's it's a strange thing for a player to say when he's currently on the team. But he has this feeling like that there's members of the media, and you know them, Rex, that can't wait for the Cowboys to lose just so they can pounce on them. and like, like It's almost like they show joy in the failures of the Cowboys. How do you feel about what Parsons is saying here about it? Because I feel like... This is the life that you chose when you play for a team like Certain the Cowboys. Organizations. They are a big brand that has a huge following, and with it comes a lot of attention, both negative and positive. Do you have a problem with what Parsons had to say? Yeah, I mean, look, I get it. I mean, he's right. People want that. You know, you either love Dallas or you hate him. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing for the National Football League. It's actually a great thing for Dallas. I mean, let, let, like, who are we kidding? This team right here is worth more, way more than any other franchise in the, in the National Football League. That's right. All right? So there's a, there's a lot to do with it. And, yes, you're going to get 
probably more criticism when you do lose than, you know, and, and, but that's just part of it. You know, that's, that's part of wearing that star on your helmet that, you know, that that's just the way it is. Yeah. You get more praise too. Yeah, absolutely. It's not always a bad thing either, you know? So, you know, and, and I think he's, you know, he needs to understand that. Like, like guys, yeah, that, that comes with the territory. Yeah. Like what's that, that phrase? With, with being Dallas Cowboy it's, it's and, like, you know, being America's team. That that comes with that. It's like what Brian used to say to us all the time. I treat all you guys fairly, none of you guys the same. Mm-hmm. Like because you aren't the same. Yeah. And that organization isn't the same. That's a brand name, right? right? That's like General Mills, you know, Quaker, whatever you want to talk about, right? And, and, and you guys have been the open, the most covered outside of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Like Dallas is covered more than any other uh, football team mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yes. So most with that comes the yep. praise, the national commercials that y'all get, y'all ain't won since 1993. And I ain't saying y'all ain't won. Y'all ain't did nothing. You ain't even got to the second round. Like, since 1993. I mean, you haven't won a second-round yeah. game That's in 1993. Right. So, with all the money and all the hoopla every year, we always believe that Dallas, this is the year that Dallas wins the Super Bowl. So, the fact that he's not aware enough to understand that, like, bro, stop it. You're you crying over spilled milk. Go play for go play for Cleveland if you want to hide. Because right. guess what? If Miles Garrett because if, if, co- if Miles Garrett was in Dallas, he'd be the most famous defensive player in football. Probably. You're the most famous player right. in football because you're good, but it's also because you play for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's it. And and when you, you look at Micah Parsons, he's he's actually, you know, in, in way up there in consideration for defensive player of the year, right? Right. And he's a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong. He's a phenomenal player. However, look at him statistically compared to some of these other pass rushers. Daniel Hunter. Close. Right, Daniel Hunter, T.J. Watt. Yeah. The, the, hell, the, the kid from, the kid from You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm just I'm just saying part of that reason why you're you're getting all that praise because you do play for that team. And and that's something that that, you know, I mean, hey, it's it, it can be great playing for that organization and then if it's not going well, it probably isn't that fun. It's the, it's the, <laughs> It's the saying, if you don't have haters, you ain't popping. Yeah, right? That's the, as simple as that. And also right. the same thing, make you laugh, make you cry, right? Because when I came here with right. the Jets and me and Rex came here, we knew, we knew what we signed up for. We were going to be stuck with that scarlet letter, same, same old, old Jets. Jets. Right. And I can't, I can't right. apologize for it. I can't say, hey, I wasn't here. This is yeah. my first year. Nope. This is what the narrative is. You own it. it. I own it, and it's up to me to see if I can fix it. Like, yeah, maybe that has been what it was like. But it's different on our watch. And everybody here is always going to say, well, we'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. That's because it's always how it's been. Now, Rex, before we let you go, I, I, I want to ask you this question because we get closer to the playoffs. We're in December football. You know, the, the defense wins championships, Monica. That, that always is something that we talk about. So I was curious. Now, I don't mean which is the best defense in the league because th- stats will tell us that. I want your trained eye. What is the defense that you've seen that you say – that can win in the playoffs. Oh man, uh, good question. I, I think you know it, it, it's it's funny. I, I think the uh, they every one of these there, there's no like this damn like there's no 
you know, 2000 Ravens, 2006 right. Ravens, right. any of those. There's no Jets. 2002 that, Tampa that, Bay Buccaneers. You know, our, right. our, our first year, you know, 2002, you know, uh, Buccaneers, there's no – our defense with the Jets our first oh, no. year yep. was far more dominant than these defenses in this league right now, mm-hmm. far more. So – but there's none of those teams. Like, even like – I look at Cleveland's. I really like Cleveland's defense. Okay, I think they're probably the closest thing, and yet they, you know, they give up half as they, they give up twice as many points on the road as they do at home. Like that's not that's yeah. not extraordinary. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's, you know, we know it's an offensive driven league right now, but I don't think anybody's playing like that kind of you know lights out defense to where. You know, you got a chance in every game. Like, look, I, I like the Jets' defense. Okay, I really like the Jets' defense. Yet, if they played like the teams we're talking about, they'd already be in the playoffs. Yeah. So they're not. You know, and so despite the quarterback play, that defense would have been good. And Bart, you talked about that, right? You guys had yeah. horrible quarterback play, but your defense was just so freaking good that it didn't matter. Right. And it, had, the, it, uh, it, 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 it has to be every time. You know what I mean? It has to be all the time. Like I said, the greatest defense I've ever seen, I hate that we didn't get an opportunity to go in the record books, was that 2006 Ravens defense. You look at those metrics. Oh, yeah. If we had won that Super Bowl, like that team would have that, – that defense would have been spoken about as some of the greatest defenses, even compared to that 2000 uh, Baltimore uh, Ravens defense because we were number one in everything. And, and that's when Rex unleashed a, a NEMA – organized chaos, ain't nobody in the stands, Haloti's at safety type of defense. And I hate that that defense gets forgotten because if you don't win a championship, you you, you don't, you know, history's written by the winners. You know, that defense held Peyton Manning yeah. to three, five field goals. And it's the only time in my life that Rex lied to me because he said if they didn't score a touchdown, we couldn't lose. And we lost off five damn field goals because <laughs> Cato June got an interception. And we told them all week, you got to occupy the backside guy on red two because he'll come over and sit over the ball. And we we're on a one-yard line. If we score there, Ty Heat not throw an interception, we go in the history books because couldn't nobody score on that defense. We gave, we gave Peyton Manning a master class, kicked his ass, had him over there confused and, and, and discombobulated. Well, and it's it's true, Bart. Um, and you know what's funny? Like I, you look at some of those things. You know, had we accomplished more uh, our first year, you know, when we got to the championship game, if we could have somehow beat Indianapolis when we were up sixteen points, if we could have held on somehow, yep. they might have even looked at that Jet defense when we first got there. You know, we only gave up eight touchdown passes all season. Mm-hmm. Even wow. with that defense, so yeah. we've had a we've had a few uh, really good ones that I'm extremely proud of, of of being associated with, but they don't have that. There's there's nobody in this league right now that that plays with that kind of defense. So you have to go with matchups. So it's about what what defense can dominate other different teams with yeah. the matchups so because the Ravens, yeah, the Ravens. It's, it's about who you get matched up against. Like we saw, we saw Buffalo look dominant against Dallas, but against uh, another team, but like the Ravens that can run the football with their lack of play at linebacker, they might look like crap. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like the battle to draw. I wonder when we get to the end of the season, if guys start looking at who they want to play and decide whether to rest guys or decide to get the win, if it's going to change their seating. Oof, I tell you, that's a good question. 
that's a good question. Might be because the there's going to gonna be some of them matchup wise. You're right. There's some teams that clearly match up better against other. You know, better against some teams than they do others. You know, so yeah, that's it's going to be an interesting dynamic uh, moving forward. And and you know, there's that that game at the end of the year possibly with the Rams. Yeah. Against the uh, against the Forty Niners. You know, like. And and Bart, you know, you and I can go back to when, when they decided, uh, Cincy, when Indianapolis decided to rest their players yes. yeah. against mm-hmm. us, and we were like, "Oh, really?" Mm-hmm. And then we're like, "That's going to be you... the biggest mistake you're ever going to make." And that's kind of how our team approached it. Like, or how about, are you how, in? For? How about Cincinnati? Yeah. Cincinnati was like, "Hey, we'll let y'all win because we, we'll see y'all next week." Oh, really? Okay, appreciate you. Well, the only thing is they did the exact opposite because they ended up playing. They ended up playing their guys. The only one remember Carson Palmer played, yeah. and then when it got in the fourth quarter, when they were zero for eleven on third down, that was when they decided, "Hey, we're going to pull them." By then, the damage was done, yeah. and our guys knew that we were way better than that football team. So sometimes it can backfire on you as well if you're going to play your guys. And you get your butt kicked because that's exactly what happened to Cincinnati. We all knew we were like, we've already whipped this team. And, you know, we got to play them back to back weeks and we got to beat them again. So, yeah, sometimes they can blow up in your face, Mm. you know, for sure. These next couple of weeks, again, all the the things that can happen to set up what the playoffs are going to be, it's a, it is definitely the best time of year. Rex, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you and your family and everything else. We'll talk to you on the other side. All the best. All right. Same to you guys. Thank you. That's Rex. That's fun stuff to talk about, obviously, about the past and everything else, but his very interesting perspective on not only Mike Tomlin, but that Chargers job and him already saying he knows who's getting the job. Remember, I said that too. Yes, you did. Same name you brought up. It's very interesting, though, that he would go there. All right, let's go to run here. 800-919-3776. we got calls to get to. We've got more into the Knicks and everything else, the injury issues they have at center. So much more to get to before we pass it on to the K-Show. Stay with us, Barton Hot, 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. 
At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, 800-919-3776, of course, is the number to be part of the conversation to finish off uh, the shows we handed off to the K-Show and everything else. But just to get back to what we originally started the show with, and that is, you know, the Knicks win in Brooklyn, but they get really bad news. At least they haven't officially announced this yet, but the reports are, of course, of this. And then by the reaction of Mitchell Robinson, who went to his Snapchat and it was uh, Clutch Points, um, which is a, a, you know, it's a content site for NBA stuff. They screen grabbed it and posted it. And Mitchell Robinson reacting to his own just bad luck of an injury that, again, the, um, the Athletic is reporting that he is out for the season. Uh, he said on his Snapchat uh, post, I just don't get it. I do everything I'm asked when it comes to my body, and this blank happens like WTF. Another year, another disappointment. And he was off to a great start to the season defensively, rebounding. He's the best in the league and was such an impact player despite the fact that he, you know, it's not like he was putting up big offensive numbers. But they're going to miss him for the whole year. And now they have Isaiah Hartenstein, who's played very well. They signed Taj Gibson. Uh, Jericho Sims just hurt his ankles. He's going to miss a week or two. But they're going to have to figure something out at the center position. So earlier in the show, I said, forget about getting a star. They've got to figure out the center position. And Bart, you've, you shot back at me with this report about Zion Williamson and that the fact that um, the, the, the Pelicans have now exercised their right to um, it's a clause in his contract about not being available and all that other stuff where now the last two years of his deal are no longer fully guaranteed, which allows them to get out of the deal sooner rather than later. And you're like, yo, if that guy's available at some point, you got to get him now. Yeah. You can't wait on a star. So I don't know which one is the right answer here because I know like you you need a center. Can I, can I ask you an honest question? Of course. What is the the Knicks ceiling this year? Fourth, fourth in the East. I think they could be fourth. I mean, okay, you know, what, what take about a as lot far to as be win- third? But they could be fourth. What is, what is what about as far as winning a championship? I don't see. I mean, things would have to break in a, in an amazing way for them. But you know, I, I mean, so, they're not they're not they're not in the elite level when you're talking about the teams that you would put in championship caliber. Okay, so next year, yeah. if they have Zion. Power uh, small forward. Yep. Julius Randle, power forward. Hart, DiVincenzo, a healthy um, Mitchell Robinson, mm-hmm. Brunson. Is that a formidable deep team? 
Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it depends on. Is how that a team with? Works. Is that is that a team with three legitimate starters? Like you talk about a small forward that would be banging against everybody, and he also plays as a big man because his body type plays like Charles Barkley. Yeah, that but what can get am I rebound. getting? But what what Zion am I getting? Because I don't know what he's going to be. But isn't it, isn't it worth the risk? Because if you if you get a That's motivated a risk, the talent is there. If you get a motivated Zion, you have a bona fide electric superstar. You have somebody that's going to put on one of the greatest shows in Madison Square Garden that we've ever seen. We if talk about a guy motivated. that will say, "We talk." Listen, you heard this dude talk about what he feels like about. He's giddy when he get there. You think he's going to put a bad performance up in the garden if that's his new home? You think he gonna disrespect Spike like that, man? He gonna be sitting there. He gonna be on his shit. He's gotta have it part two. <laughs> like he ain't listen. Do you have the infrastructure in place to keep this guy in line? He's you not have a bad. A that he, is developing. He, he, yes, he's not a, a very tough-minded right. team. He's yeah. not a bad guy, right? No, everybody loves him. He just can't. He just has. He lacks discipline. If you put him around, one thing you can say about Julius Randle: discipline. Jalen oh, yeah. Brunson, discipline. Oh, yeah. DiVincenzo, discipline. Yes. Josh, Josh Hart, Hart, discipline. Mm-hmm. And if anybody can tell him about how fragile this game is, Mitch Robinson can. Yeah. Could you imagine rolling out that starting five? Julius Randle, they may right. not have the length, but, man, they're going to have the bulk. Battle of the bulks, man. You come in there, like, that's the team you don't want to see in the back, back alley. They might kick your ass. Well, it's got a very, it's got a very Anthony Mason, Oakley Ewing kind of front line feel to it. Damn straight, like man, I'm sore as hell after playing them heavy dudes. Mm-hmm. Dudes yeah. beat the hell out of me. Xavier McDaniel and like that whole deal, like where you just, yeah. just that's a lot. It's not a lot of length, but, but it's but, a lot of girth. But the difference is, but the difference is, Zion gonna be catching oops and banging on everybody. Yeah, a little different, right? Because of that. But but it's it, there is that I don't know. It, Do, does that team sound better? Than a team where you take Zion out. You're telling me to wait till next year is what you're telling me. Because I'm telling you ain't winning nothing this year. But I'm telling you with that team, people got to look at you like, oh, the Knicks got an outside chance. Well, there's no centers available. Like like, as we talked about earlier, there's there's no answer right now center-wise. Now, you could do Kelly Olenek. And bring him in because he's a, he's he's going to be an expiring contract. The Jazz might move him at the trade deadline for for something valuable to them, which would be a draft pick. And then you know that's what you could finish the season with. He's a nice player. He's not a guy that's going to start, but at least he gives you the important size and depth that you need. But when when you're asking me like, well, who's a center you can get? I'm telling you guys, we went through all the names earlier in the show. We can go through them again for the new audience. But it's like you know somebody mentioned Demarcus Cousins. He, he signed with a team in Taiwan, and we don't know what kind of shape he's in. We don't know what, what you're getting from him when he comes in as a guy that I – mean, do you want to disrupt your team because you know he can be a bit of a disruptor at times? I don't know what you're getting, so I have no idea. Is that really worth it? Uh, Nerlens Noel is somebody that's a free agent right now. He does know the system. The coach knows him well. He has played here before, but we know – he gets hurt in a minute. Like, there's not a lot. Like, you always know he's going to get hurt. Uh, who else is it? Andre Drummond someone brought up. Andre Drummond could be available in a trade. Here's a guy that's a big-time rebound. He still gets 14, 15 rebounds a game. But he can't guard. He's not really in the best shape. And when he doesn't get the ball, he can complain about it. So you're getting a bad defensive center who will rebound a ton. Is that really a move you want to make? Is that somebody that's going to make that big of a difference? I gave a name like Jock Landell. 
who, if you watch the Phoenix Suns last year, he, he you know he, he plays his tail off. He's a big six eleven guy that isn't going to do anything special, but a little bit of depth at least helps you out. But I'm telling you, there's no names out there where you're like, oh, get him and everything's fine. You know, the, the, the Hawks aren't trading you Clint Capella. That's not happening. So there really aren't. What do you want, Bart? You want Bobo, who can't get off the bench in Phoenix? Nah, man, Bobo. We need somebody that's proven that can do it. Nah, exactly. I don't, I don't want Bobo. So there's a lot of that 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 we're dealing with right now. So when I'm saying they got to shore that up so they can stay where they are, which is a very competitive team right now, and I can't prioritize other assets for. Oh, I got to chase a star. I think you got to focus on this right, right. now because this is immediate. The Zion stuff is a is a I'm, bit of a gamble. I'd rather wait till the offseason. You know, nah. Donovan Mitchell, I might have to wait till the offseason. I nah. don't think you can do that stuff now because you need a center. Bro, I, listen, I am saying we're going to play with, with what we got this season. If I can get one of these guys, I don't want to sit up there. I'm, I'm trying to acquire this piece whenever I can acquire it. If I wait to the offseason, other people are going to be really paying attention where other people may be focused on their business at hand and what they're dealing with. I'm trying to get the star. This is a star we didn't think was going to be available. I'm getting it when I can get it. Sometimes you might get it too early, and you just say, all right, well, we just got to punt. This is what we got, but we building up for next year. Right? We got Aaron Rodgers this year, right? Mm-hmm. Complete the puzzle with Devontae Adams. Sometimes you got to get the first piece before you can get the second piece. And you get it whenever you can get it because it may not be available when you want it. And just think, you ain't, you ain't the only team saying, hmm, maybe, I'll, maybe we got the culture. You don't think the Heat like, hmm, Jimmy yeah. Buckets, and you know, we, we can get Kyle Lowry fat ass in shape. We can get him in shape. Like well, Pat Riley, the, the, the Rings. Heat or another team that would go right. after Donovan Mitchell. I, I get that. S- take him right out from under your nose. But they might take Zion too. Yeah. He, he's a generational talent. Yeah. He yeah, just no, no, lacks motivation in my right. It, when the he's Pelicans still a baby. are ready – yeah, he's 23. When the Pelicans are ready to, to rip the scab off and move on, when they're finally ready to do that, there's going to be teams that think, get him in my culture and I'll get him right. And the Heat are one of those teams. There's no I'm, question. I'm in, I'm in a DMs already. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm flirting with him already. So let's finish up with calls on this. 800-919-3776. You with me? Well, you got to prioritize the need right now, which is center, and forget about the star chasing for now. Or you with Bart? No. The star chasing still has to be the priority. 800-919-3776 before we hand it off to the K Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, let's finish up some calls on this Knicks topic. 800-919-3776. Before we pass it off to the K-Show, Bart. Because it is an interesting debate to have here. You focus on what the need is now, which is the need is at center. You got to get better depth now. You're in trouble with the Mitchell Robinson news. Or do you, no, 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 you got to stay focused on the need for a star and not focus on just this season. I think you can do both, but obviously it's always about assets and what you're giving up. Andrew's in the car. Andrew, what do you think? 
Oh, snap. I'm actually on. You're actually on. I'm actually on. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Bart what Scott. Up? Can't wait. Alan, you and I have exchanged your tweets on Twitter, man. I'm the burning dude guy. Okay. I got to tell you, I'm with Bart on this one. Zion's available. Let's do it. I'll train him. I'll get him in shape. But the question I got for you guys, and I'm going to hang up because I don't want to take up too much of your time. Who are we giving up for him? Thanks mm. a lot, guys, for taking my call. Um, RJ Barrett and Quickly. Uh, Quickly's definitely going to be involved in anything. But something of that level, yes. Yeah, he, he, at that level, absolutely. RJ Quickly and maybe a first. You know what's funny is before I heard about the Robinson news is we were looking at the Nets and how, all the wings they have. And it's like, mm. what do the Nets need? And as I'm watching Spencer Dinwiddie, I'm like, I know what they need. They need a point guard. They need mm. a guard that can actually, like, is it more efficient You mean like Mitchell Robinson? No, I mean like, like, I mean Donovan Mitchell? No, no, no. I'm talking about Emmanuel Quickly. <laughs> yeah, or Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's a score. No, he's a score first player. He's not a playmaker. Okay. Score first. I, I, it's like maybe they need – so it's like what would you – could you ever do a trade between the Knicks and the Nets? And then you get – like how do you get Mikael Bridges from the Nets? Because what a perfect fit he'd be. And it's like what would – I mean there's just nothing the Nets would ever do to trade him to the Knicks. You saw them all hugged up after the game. Oh, uh, yeah, they're all very close. But, yeah, that that is – man. That is one where it's like, how do you make that trade happen? Because it was such a perfect piece. But it's just, you know, there's no way that Sean Marks would do that because there's nothing that he would want other than what would, would quickly be something that he'd want in a package. I don't know. Yusuf in New Jersey. Yusuf. What's going on there, Alan? How we doing? I'm good, man. Remember me from uh, I was the um, the Ivory Tower guy with, uh, with Bart a few weeks ago. Remember that? You were at the Ivory Towers with Bart? Remember, I remember I, I said he was in his ivory tower looking down on all the new guys. Oh, that? yes, that's right. Yes, you did do the ivory tower thing. That's right. Yeah. Um, right. I think that – two quick points. I think that um, Zion may actually solve both problems, the now problem, and he How? can grow into the kind of star you need to carry the team. How's that? And, and I mean, I mean, because, I mean, I mean, look look how big he is. I mean, who's going to – who's going to – He's not going to get you, get you 10, 12 rebounds a game. Yeah, he's six six though. You, need, you still need – you know what it is, Yusef? So is Charles Barkley. Yeah, thanks, Yusef. You still need – I mean, you're still going to need a guy 6'10 or bigger. Yeah, like, but he's you, still, you gotta he's still a big You've got to have some man. rim protection. He's big the wrong way. He's big the other way. Like Charles Barkley, though. Yeah. But still, it's it's look, it's a very interesting situation that they're in now because it's a tough spot. Now, as I said at the beginning of the show, one way you might have to do it is like New Orleans Noel on a couple of 10 days to get yourself into February into the trade deadline season, and then maybe yeah. you get Olenek. That tight. might be the only thing you could do. I don't know what else you could possibly do, but it's a problem right now. They're playing well, but when they play the Bucks, which is coming up these next couple of games, some size. All right, that's it for the Power Hour served up by Grand Marnier. Visit GrandMarnier.com to learn how to take your cocktails from ordinary to extraordinary and live grand. Drink with style and always drink responsibly. Bart, see you tomorrow. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.